there are people that shouldn't fast. Pregnant women shouldn't fast for obvious reasons. Right. But yes. most healthy adults uh, and unhealthy adults <laughs> could and should fast. <laughs> right. There's so much information out there, and, and I, I learn every single day. I mostly learn from our patients, right? So, I mean, that, there's no better way to learn than that way. I could read till... Uh, oh, I think the <laughs> and your clinical experience is hugely valuable. Give us an example. We were talking a little bit before we started recording about one of um, the women that you actually coach today. So we were talking about the the fact that some some people go into fasting a lot easier than others, okay? And and I I always use when I'm in my groups, I always use myself and my husband as an example. This guy can just go into a fast straight from a high calorie, a high sorry, high carb mm -hmm. meal, just right into it, super high insulin level. He can just do it. I cannot, okay? I need to get myself into a ketogenic state, meaning that my body is burning fat for fuel before I can easily fast because you know, so well, I was and talking with that point, not yes. to interrupt, but Nadia, yes. with that point for our listeners is that when we get into a ketogenic state or when we're actually producing ketones in our urine, we're decreasing our hunger hormone ghrelin. And so that hunger hormone tends to peak during a fast around, you know, maybe 36 to 48 hours. It depends. So you're really hungry, make it through day two, day three gets better. But again, yes. don't go into a fast for our listeners. We're talking now three day fast and we're going to talk longer. Don't do this without without regularly detoxing, without regularly intermittent fasting, without nutritional mineral support, um, you know, we don't want you to jump right into this. So, oh, for uh, sure. It takes, it takes, time. it takes some preparation. Okay. And I'm glad that Dr. Fung wrote that book, the second book, because I think that that helps to guide people through it. Um, of course, people in our program have, have the dietary coaches to help them through. Um, so it makes it easier. But a lot of people do, can do this on their own with, the, with enough information. They gather and research enough information. So anyway, I was talking about a patient today who unfortunately um, is having a really hard time uh, fasting. And it makes total sense. She's on medication that raises her insulin. Her insulin status is very, very high. She cannot um, seem to get herself in a ketogenic state from diet because it would it just takes her a lot longer to get, it takes most people two to five days to go into ketosis through a strict low carb diet. And, and even those people, that initial phase, as you were calling it a detox, we sort of call that the induction phase or the carb flu is not fun, but most people can make it through. They know what to expect. There are some tools to help make it a little bit easier, but this lady just cannot. And the reason for that is that her insulin status is so high. She's so insulin resistant. It's so much harder for her. So, you know, I'm constantly trying, she's, you know, fairly new to our program. I'm constantly trying to give her, uh, uh, it's not, and this is what the point that you said at the very beginning, it's not that people can't, there are people that can't fast. Everybody can fast and everybody would benefit from fasting, but getting them to that point, right? Getting their insulin, uh, lower so that they can, of course, if you jump into a fast, your insulin is going to drop. So if you just say, I'm going to starve, like my husband, I am going to be just fine because he's done it enough times and his insulin just goes right down. He is in ketosis the next day because he does, he's done this so often. Um, and so for some people, it may take them two or three weeks to get into ketosis. And that's two or three weeks of this so-called carb flu, right? Of this state of not feeling well. Um, so you need to sort of give them the right tools for that. 
and while I'm at it, I'm just going to say not everybody can fast. Children can't fast. You heard me say at the very beginning that uh, children need insulin because it's a storage hormone, right? Otherwise, they won't thrive. So there are people that shouldn't fast. Pregnant women shouldn't fast for obvious reasons. Right. But yes. most healthy adults uh, and unhealthy adults <laughs> could and should fast. <laughs> right. Right. Absolutely. So give us an example of a patient that you've had otherwise with cancer or, you know, and you've watched them clinically. What have some of your clinical results been? I actually don't uh, see the, the cancer patients. It's Megan and Dr. Fung. I see mostly the um, diabetics no. on insulin. Um, uh, morbidly obese people. You you said I you know my special passion of course is to help women conceive. Um, so I currently don't have. Of course, everybody has people who have who have had cancer or have cancer, but those are not. That's not the reason why people come to me. Uh, they come to me because they have metabolic syndrome and they want to lower their insulin status. And the expression is usually diabetes or obesity. So I do see a wide range of patients. Um, I'm, I'm trying to help people get off of medications through the right medical supervision. I work in office with a couple of doctors that work with us. So they get to do that uh, part of helping people decrease their medication. And I help to, I get to help them through their diet and fasting. Very nice. Yeah. So what would be your course for a client coming in to see you? Our, pay, our program is very patient-led. We, we I, I, at least I like it that way. So everybody that comes into our program has to is required to do a, 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 a training course. So that's how our patients start. So because they do this training uh, portion with Megan, most of the time when I when I first see them, so then they join my groups. When I first see them, they actually come come with an idea or a plan most of the time, not all the time. Um, and then we go over that plan. Okay. So that, that usually involves some dietary changes and some, some, uh, intermittent fasting schedule. If they haven't come up with their own plan, then I will come up with a plan for them based on the history that I know of them and what their comfort level is. I usually start pretty conservative from from my standards. So I won't get somebody on an extended fast unless they've done one. People that do extended fasts and have done them on their own always want that to be part of their plan because they know about autophagy and they know about, you know, all the things that we were just discussing about. So people that have done extended fasts and are comfortable with extended fasts always want that in their plan. But people who have never fasted, I would never tell them to go on an extended fast to begin with. Um, in very, there are very particular cases that I might, and that would be an in-office sort of situation with medical supervision where you're trying to get people to a certain state, either it's because of a medication or, you know, imagine somebody's on the verge of going on insulin or worse. Uh, imagine they're on the verge of going on dialysis or something like that. I mean, it would make sense then that you would, um, be a little extreme at the start. Right. right. So that is not, and that's what Dr. Fung has to deal with all the time. Mm -hmm. So that's not what, what we usually deal with. So most of the time I would put somebody on, if they're, if, if they're interested in trying a ketogenic diet, I would tr teach them how to do that properly um, with some intermittent fasts. Uh, always. Our program is a fasting program. It's not even a keto program. So uh, being keto is not a, a, a requirement, but if somebody is struggling through a fast like I do to get into fasting, then the only way that I know to make it easier is to put them in a ketogenic state first yes. through diet. 
No, I agree. Fat satiates us. Healthy fats, that is. Are cravings your downfall? This is truly typical of anyone trying to lose weight. Let me tell you, willpower is physiologic. Just like Francis discovered, the Keto Green Shake Mix is a tasty and nutritious way to replace a meal while helping you feel full longer and giving you the nourishment, vitamins, minerals, protein, fat that your body needs. So cut your cravings, boost your energy, and improve your overall fitness with the Keto Green Shake Mix. Find Keto Green Shake at dranna.com and use the code SHOW10 to get 10% off your first order risk-free. So when we are going then monitoring them, I'm curious on the extended fast water fast, is there anything besides water they can drink? Yeah, there's a lot of things. And Megan is, like I said, Megan is the one that has, uh, I just remind people as we go along, but she trains people into this whole thing. So she talks about what we call our training wheels or our crutches. And we all have our crutches. I, my crutches, uh, I drink a lot of coffee and tea. Um, but water is the key thing, right? Because even um, coffee and tea are diuretics. So they're going to put you into a dehydrated state that you don't want to be in. So you, you need to make sure that you got a lot more um, water and then the electrolytes we talked about, right? But then we have the training wheels, the crutches that people use all the time, you know, the bulletproof coffees that you hear so much about. Are we big fans of them? Probably not the biggest, but is it okay for people if they're trying to extend a fast? It, you know, it probably is. Now, if you, people start saying to me, well, how about autophagy? You know, mTOR is very complicated, but we're, we're, we're pretty certain that any calorie and any amount of amino acids, so even bone broth, would kick you out of autophagy. Right. So that, you know, that we got to keep the two things separate. In order for you to go into autophagy, you would have to do a pure water fast, I think. You know, we're pretty certain about that. We don't even know if coffee would, would kick you out of autophagy. Um, and so that, that's the kind of thing. That's that a challenge because. It's a challenge. Yeah, that's the challenge until we can understand that better. It's hard. It's hard to know. Strictly, you know, it's, it's um, you know, eliminating any other thing that your body could rely on for fuel. Well, so. you want, that's the whole point is you want your body to go and get its own fuel. Yeah. So if you need the crutch, it's fine. Um, right. Yes, I agree. But eventually, I think as people get more used to fasting, it becomes easier and easier to fast and your body goes into your stores much easier so that you don't need it. I personally do not have any bone broth or bulletproof coffees or fat or anything when I fast. No. Uh, it, I, I do water, I do electrolytes and I do some coffee and tea, uh, plain black. Uh, no cream, no nothing, but lots of people do, you know, some fat in their coffee or tea, uh, or even like a tablespoon of it to get them going just to get to a certain point. Um, and that's baby okay. steps, right? Baby steps. Baby steps. I mean, that's yes. the safest way. And then you learn to discern what works, what doesn't work and how that's you can right. push yourself to the next level. You don't start running a marathon at 25 miles, right? That's you start exactly at 100 it. yards. And I'm on like the couch to 5k. I'm still on week one. I've been there for a few weeks. <laughs> Always will find something else to do. But anyway, my point was baby steps. <laughs> baby steps for sure. And yeah. I always say this, if you got a three-year-old and you're going to put them on a bike, you're going to put them on a bike with training wheels. If they right. don't need them, they'll get rid of them as they go, right? That's usually what happens. They start to, one falls off one side and then the other side one falls off. And that's kind of why we call them training wheels. 
Yeah, no, great example. Great example. So tell people how they can work with you directly and also get more information. So our program is now strictly uh, um, online with new patients. We take, we still have an in-office program, but we currently are taking in new patients into our online program. Um, the website is um, IDM, so Intensive Dietary Management, idmprogram.com. Um, you can schedule an initial consult so that you can meet one of the counselors. It wouldn't, might not be me. It might be one of the other ones. Um, and then you would have a 20 minute initial consult that you could then go over the program. Um, it, it's a coaching group program. And then you could choose one of the packages available. Our packages are based on the number of calls that people think they'd like to have with us initially to start. And then you can always add on as you go. That sounds great. Okay. So idmprogram.com and y'all are based out of Canada, but you have your virtual online program and Dr. Jason Fung, F-U-N-G. And he has his book on fasting, which is available on Kindle, Amazon, and just good information, good science. And his first book was Obesity Code. So those are good resources. I mean, just wealth of scientific information that you can geek out on and enjoy. <laughs> but it's also some good principles that he outlines in there to understand it better and also to eliminate some fear with fasting. And and I think that's key. And again, in, um, my audience knows I'm big on intermittent fasting and even um, you know the keto alkaline aspect. And I found that really combining the two just is great for hormone balancing. Um, and you know that anti-aging aspects of it are so good thank you for watching this video be sure to subscribe to my youtube channel here and get those notifications and comment below let me know your thoughts what you loved and what your action step is <music>